Okay, good morning and welcome to our fifth and final class of Read It in Hebrew, our Hebrew reading class. And I'm um, happy you're able to make it. And I know many of you are not able to make it, so we're re we are recording this. So we could uh, send it out for those who are not able to make it. So we are finally here. This is our final and fifth class. Oh, it's been a while, right? And I'm sorry about the delay with the hurricane and everything. Well, hopefully we'll have our tools that we need through these classes to spend the time, I would say every day for the next few weeks to do just a few minutes a day to kind of polish up and to review and to just get better at it. Because if we spend five hour and a half on this and then we just put it into onto our shelf or on our even on our desk just to collect dust and then the next year we see hey rabbi Satan's doing another reading in hebrew class let me find those cards and see if i still know how to read it's almost like a waste because you know it's not going to happen on its own this is not something where we could just sit around on the couch and say i went to a course and now i know how to read hebrew we really got to put the time into so during these five weeks we learn the tools that we need what we need to know to study Hebrew. The rest of it is just practice, practice, and practice. And I really like the app. I love the app, actually, because it's so good to test yourself. This is something I did not have in previous courses, where I would teach my own Hebrew reading course, which is you know, different books and all that, which I loved. But the problem was where sometimes people would study the whole week, and then I would come the next week and say, hey, why don't you read a few lines for me? And I realized they're making a mistake and say, well, I've been reading like this all week long. They didn't even know that they're doing it wrong. So it's just so much more complicated. So the, the app is a great tool to test yourself. Hey, I think this is right. Let me just verify. Let me just confirm. So you, you make sure that you're reading it properly. And also it helps to remind you, obviously, if you're, if you're getting stuck. So really, really try to use the app as well. And... Like I said, a few minutes every day for a few weeks until we really feel we have it, whether we're, we're studying from the cards, whether we're studying from an actual prayer book, whether we're coming to synagogue and we're sitting through services so instead of reading in English, let me choose one paragraph or two paragraphs. Let me see if I can do it in Hebrew just to kind of keep, keep ourselves, keep our palates wet, as they say, with the reading of Hebrew. Okay, so we are ready to begin the fifth lesson. This is the final lesson. We've already studied all of the Hebrew alphabet. We have also already studied almost all of the Hebrew vowels. Last week, we did a few more vowels. And today, we're going to study one more vowel plus a few more. <laughs> and, and that's accurate. It's one vowel plus a few more, and you'll see why. So don't get so afraid. It's actually pretty... Pretty simple. Okay, but before we go that do that, I want to do a quick review on last week's um, last week's uh, vowels. So <clears throat> last week we introduced a few more vowels, and I am trying to find my card for these vowels. So we have yeah, but they're kind of out of order over here.
Okay, so we are starting with, um, I'm just going to hold up some of these vowels, and we'll see what we know and what we remember from these vowels. So this vowel, a little dot, is a chirik, and it is, it, it makes the sound of e. So chirik aleph, e, chirik bet, b, chirik hey. He, Hirik Tuff. T. Let's have some T. Okay. That is the T. That is the Hirik. The next one is that I have up here is 45A, which is a cholam. That's good. It's a vav with a dot on it or just a plain dot that goes on top of the letter. This is the only vowel that goes not beneath or on the side, but on top of the letter. It's the cholam, which makes the Oh, oh my gosh, right? It's the O vowel, it's the Cholam vowel. It could either be in the form of a dot on top of the letter or right next to the letter on the left-hand side of the letter, it could be a Vav with a dot on it. So, Cholam Aleph. Oh, good. Cholam Yud. Yo, very good. Cholam Lamed. Low. Very good. Excellent. Okay. We are now going to 37A. This is something we studied two lessons ago. This is the two dots that go beneath the letter. And that is A. Say Ray, which makes the A sound like the snake eyes. A, like a good Canadian. A, right? So a Say Ray Aleph is A. Say Ray Vav, vey, like they say, oy, vey, right? It goes together, v good. Seire, zayin, zay, very good. Okay, this uh, vowel is 41A, and this is three dots that goes beneath a letter, and this is a segal, the egg is in a basket, the e, like the e, the e vowel, so segal, aleph, e, e, without the y. Eh, but that's not the A with the Y at the end. It's eh, like eggs. Eh, se, uh, segel bet, bet, segel mem, like a sheep. Meh. Okay, we have the first vowel, it's 30A, and that is the kamatz vowel, kamatz aleph, ah, kamatz shin, sha. Like the rabbi bangs on the bimba. Sha. Everyone should be quiet. Sha. Okay. This is the three. Uh, I actually like to do this together. The 54A and the 56A. I like to kind of put them together. Two versions of a same sounding vowel. This is the kubutz or the shura. Two different names for it, but it's just like the cholam. They make the same sound. It's the Ooh, like you're in a nice sauna. Ooh, right, getting a good massage. Ooh, so it's the ooh, the double O vowel. So the kubutz or shuruk aleph is ooh, kubutz or shuruk gimel, goo, shuruk or kubutz lamid is lu. Okay, so these were the vowels that we have studied in the past. I skipped the patach vowel, which is also the same sound as the kamat vowel, 
The ah, very good. We will now go to one card that I wanted to read before we go further, and that is card number um, 58. We'll go to 58B. I wanted to review these words together before we move on to the next vowel that we will introduce today. Do we have 58B? Yeah. Jeff, do we have it? I'm looking for it? I know, it's all, it's everything all over the place over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same thing. I'm a Kaiser anyway. Oh. <clears throat> 58B. Ew, yeah. Okay, look at that. No. So okay. we're stopping stop on top of the line, on top of the, 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 the card. We'll say it together. Tuve. Say that again. Tuve. Shuv. Zug. Yud, Chut, Goof, Rus, Shuk, Sus, Tut, Chut, good. Fourth line. Gore, good. Shum, good. Noon. Eight. Uh, again. Ooze. Good. Ooze. And the next one, last one is? Moom. Very good. I just want to make a correction. The second line, the last line, the last word of second, of the second line, we said roos. It's really, well, I say roos because I say the stuff in the tough, but many of us will pronounce that root. Root. Okay. Let's move on to our next Vowel. By the way, any questions that we have on any of the previous lessons or any of the previous letters or vowels that we have studied before we move on, any questions, any clarifications? Don't be, uh, you know, we, we're here for this. If we don't ask questions, we will not know. Any, any uh, questions or clarifications? Okay, so we are going to card 60A. And 60A is our next and final vowel before we do a few others. Okay. So, this vowel is called the Shiva vowel. Shiva. Shiva. It's not Shiva, as we like, uh, I see Sisi looking at me. Uh, it's not Shiva as in like seven. Shiva, when we go to someone passes away, the word is actually Shiva. Shiva, which means seven, which is a seven-day period after the person passes away. But it sounds the same, Shiva. But this is Shiva. Shiva is the name of this vowel. This vowel is basically two vertical dots, one on top of the other, that goes beneath the letter. So again, if we, if we, if we have horizontal two dots, that's the tzeber, that's the A sound. But if it's vertical, it is the Shiva sound. Now the Shiva, there are numerous... Uh, shivas different uh, that fall in that, that, that go beneath different words that have a little bit of a different sound. We're we're going to simplify it over here today, okay? Shiva 
generally has it's like a it's like a it's like a, a soft eye like the eye in if i'm under the right the eye in if like, uh. so shiva aleph is uh shiva bet is b b okay uh shiva gimel is g that's what, very good um where's my next card right so if you look at card uh 61a right so it's e, b, v, g. Okay. If you look at the screen over here, so you see on the top left the word v, gam. Right. So the vav has a shiva. V, gam. B, ch, b. Just a short i, as in the i in if. E. That is one method of pronouncing the shiva vowel and that is when it is generally in the beginning of a word which very often you find the shiva as the first the vowel the first vowel the vowel under the first letter of a word very common you'll also find a silent shiva a silent shiva is when the shiva is at the end of a syllable Obviously, the last letter of a word is obviously the end of a syllable. So very common, you'll find, for example, a shiva under a final chaf at the end of a word. That is a silent shiva. So for example, ma, ma lach. We don't pronounce it. Just ignore the shiva. It's a silent shiva. So if they have a, the final chaf without the shiva, it's malach. With the shva, malach. It's exactly the same. Okay? So whether it is, uh, it, it, when it's at the beginning of a, of, a, of a syllable, it's b, you pronounce it a bit, or you emphasize the sound of the letter. If it's at the end of the syllable, like the end of the word, then it is a silent shva. Now, it gets a little complicated when it is in the middle of a word. Well, is it the beginning of a syllable, or is that, the, or is it the end of a syllable, right? So, is it silent or is it not? And this is something which is actually many different opinions in the uh, those who write and study Jewish uh, Hebrew grammar. They have sometimes even different opinions in certain words. Is it a uh, uh, a silent shva or is it not a silent shva? And that is why in some of the prayer books, for example, the one that we have, the Blue Prayer Book. You'll find every once in a while a little star on top of a letter. Well, why, there, why is there a star there? The star is to teach you that this shiva is not silent. So, for example, this word, let's see over here on the screen, I'm showing the third word, likrat, right? So I can read it likrat or likrat, right? Is the shiva silent or not? So the star teaches me it's not silent. Likirat. Nikabila. Right? The bet shiva is not silent. Now, we're going to leave this kind of in the back burner. I don't want you to get too confused with this. So we're going to simplify it. And we're going to teach it in a way where generally we are going to pronounce the shiva. Unless it's at the end of the word, then we will have it a silent shiva. But if it's not at the end of the word, we are going to pronounce it 
as a as a uh, regular shema. Okay, so it kind of keeps to the back burner. That sometimes even in the middle of the word it's also silent, but we'll we'll leave that for now. So we are going to do the shiva. Any questions on the shiva? We got it. Okay, so we're going to read uh, uh, 61, 61a. And this is, we're going to go straight to 61b, actually. 61b, where we have the Hebrew alphabet, but in a different order with the Shiva vowel. Let's say this together. Kih. Sih. Kih. Geh. Leh. Eh. Sih. De, ze, e, te, ne, she, ke, fe, ve. No, again. Ve, be, ye, che, me, te, pe, ve, he. Okay, obviously there are no words that just have a shva in it, but this is just to practice the sound of this vowel. So let's go now to 62, where we, we, where we will have actual Hebrew words with the shiva in it. All these words have the shiva as the first letter of the word. So let's start with 62A. We'll say it together. The cuts. The final tzaddik. Okay, let's say that again. The cuts. Next word. Ke. It's a cholam, which is O. Say that again. Ke. Coats. Very good. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it slow. Kids. The next word is the the the. Well, the, well the, before we get to the U, let's do the iron. What vowels under the iron? E, E, it's the E sound, so it's V, E. Yeah, you gotta do what Marty's doing, he's cheating, he has all the vowels in front of him. V, E, V, E, it's a Shiva under the bet, so it's B, or V, E. I think that's you come over here the point though. Right, no, it's a big help. It helps me out, it helps me out of here. Okay, the second line. Me shall good shall right so the shin pata and alamit be chag right be chag means during the holiday in the holiday next word le tash ye ye 
Yeah. May. Good, Jeff. A, the series A sounds like yeah, may. Good. Next word. V. Tof. Very good. As a Ola, Cholam, O. V. Tof. Gevul. Very good. Gevul. Gevul. Gevul means a boundary. Next word. Yeah. What's Yero. Very good. It's a cholam on the race. Ro. Yero. The Aleph is silent. Yero. Next word. Shechem. Shechem. It's a hard one, right? Shechem. Shechem is the name of a city, Nablus, in English, I guess. Nablus. Shechem, a city in Israel. Next final line, the next word. Kitsar. Very good. Kitsar. Next word. Le kach. Le kach. Very good. Next word. Ve. Viram. Very good. Viram. The last word is. Ve. Again. Ve. Bicha, final chaf with a kamatz. Bicha. Okay, we're going to turn to the next side of the card. Now, we're going to practice, obviously, we're practicing these, these words. The main thing is to get the tool that we need to practice during the week. So, obviously, some of us are having a easier time than others getting through the card. The main thing is we at least know the rules. We know what it's supposed to say. Obviously, sometimes it takes time to remember all the vowels and the sound of all the letters, but the main thing is that at least we know uh, and we have the tools of what it's supposed to sound like. 62B. 62B, we continue practicing the vowel of Shiva. 62B. Just to keep, uh, just to, just to, just to mention again, to keep to get everyone up to speed, the shiva sound is the uh, we emphasize the the letter, the, the sound of the letter, uh, b, v, g. That is the shiva sound. Let's go to sixty-two b. Let's say these words together. Are we ready? V, k, s. The final phase. V K Sef. Say that again. V K Sef. Very good. The next word. T Da. Say that again. T Da. Da Bear. bear. Good. We we'll, we'll get back to that Sayri. The A sound, right? The A. Two two eyes of a snake. A. T Da Bear. Let's say that again. T Da Bear. Good. Next line. Be, be, na. Be, na. It's a hey, it's not a het. So it's bin, na, the hey is silent. Be, na. Very good. The next word. Sitom. Sitom. Very good. Next word. Re, vi. 
So the yud is not pronounced. There's no vowel on the yud. Re, v, eat. It's iron with a chirik. It's an e sound. So it's re, v, eat. I'll say that again. Re, v, eat. Re, v, eat is a pretty common word found in Jewish law, actually, because re, v, it means a fourth. A fourth, a fourth, a quarter. And it's a measurement. There used to be a measurement called a log, so the measurement uh, uh, in, in, in Talmud times. And a quarter of a log, a fourth of a log, was a certain measurement of liquid. And in Jewish law, we talk a lot about this, this measurement. So when you make Kiddush on a cup of wine, how big, what is the smallest cup of wine, which is kosher? For Kiddush, it has, to, it has to have an amount of a revius, a quarter of a lug, which is about three ounces or so. So this word, revius, is actually a pretty common word. This is the way it's spelled, revius, revit. Okay, next word is? Toe. What's the next word? What's the, what's the second letter? Final chaf. What's the what's the vowel? It's a silent shva. Very good, because it's at the end of the word. Are you with us? There you go. <laughs> now your cheating page is all ready to prepare. Good. <laughs> so this is the shva with silent because it's at the end of the word. So it is toch. Toch. Very good. I want to read line two again. Okay, let's do it together. Be What's the letter? What's the second letter? Bina. Very good, Sophie. Bina. Bina. It's a nun. Second second word. Say it louder. Sitom. Very good. It's a O. It's a cholam. O. Sitom. Next word. Re, v, eat, re, v, eat. Very good. And the next word is toch, toch. Very good. I want to say. I want to read this line again. Let's see how quickly we can read this line together. And I, uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't say that here actually. <laughs> but let's see. I want to hear everyone so we can. The main thing is they should hear yourself pronouncing these words again. Be na. Very good. Sitom. Very good. Sitom, you're catching on. Next word. Revi'i. Perfect. Next word. Toch. Awesome. Okay, we'll go to the line three. Be. Got. Excellent. Ve. Yo. Vikayam. Vikayam. Ignore that dot in the yud. Vikayam. Berov. Good. Next word. Ka se de. What's the last letter? Final chaf, what's the vowel? K. 
Kamas. So what's that? Chabatz. Chaf. Cha. Good. So Chasedecha. 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 That's the word. Chasedecha means God's or your kindness. Talk about God's kindness a lot in our prayers. The final line, line four. Let's say the be che me la. It's a hey, right? So it's so, so it's silent. Be che me la. Be che me la. Let's say the next word. Le. Va vecha levavecha levavecha your heart a lev is a heart levavecha your heart the final word on 62b is me lech me lech the final chaf is it has a silent shiva me lech Okay, how are we doing? We're doing well? Do we? <laughs> I'm not doing too bad. I'm wondering if you know a, uh, a, good, a good dentist. Are we breaking our teeth over here? Okay, we are now introducing, we have done, by the way, we have finished all of the vowels. So we know the kamat and the patach and the tseiroi and the segel and the Cholam and the Kubus and the Shurk and the Sheva, the Chirik. I'm sorry, did I miss what else is there over there? So, uh, <laughs> uh, we did all the vowels. Now we have some of the other vowels. And the reason why I'm saying that is because there are three other vowels that may look very scary and confusing, but they're actually very, very simple. And these are what we call the Chataf vowels. The Chataf vowels, you'll find three vowels. They have a lot of dots. They look, they look very uh, intimidating. You have 62.3, which is the Chataf Kamatz. You have a Chataf Patach on 64. You have the Chataf Segol on 65. If you look at the screen, the three Chataf vowels, right? Now, if you look at the Chataf vowels, you'll see that on the left, side, the left of each vowel is the regular vowel symbol, right? The chat of kamat has a kamat. The chat of patach has a patach. The chat of segol has a segol, right? That's what it is on the left side. On the right side, you see two dots, which is a shiva. So it's basically a shiva with another vowel together under one letter. You might want to look at the, the back side of, the, of those cards and you see how it is under certain words, certain letters, you have those chataf vowels. We're going to simplify it and we are going to read a chataf vowel as a regular vowel. So a chataf kamat is a kamat, chataf patach is a patach, chataf segol is a regular segol. We're not going to differentiate between the regular vowel and the chataf vowels. There is a slight difference, and that, that's why there is a difference between you know, these vowels. But I'm going to leave it for now. If you want to know the difference, you can ask me later. Okay, I don't want to confuse anyone. But there is a slight difference, but we are going to treat them as a regular vowel. Okay? So that's it. We learned all the vowels. Because the extra vowels are just there to confuse you, but they're really the same vowel.
So we're going to do just, do, just do some practice over here, because we might as well. And we are going to look at, um, we are going to look at uh, 64B to do some more practice reading with all the vowels, including the Shiva and including the Yeah, 64B. Well, it's a it's a backslide of the vowel. Uh, so including the, the hata uh, vowels as well. 64B, let's read together. Ahmad. Again, the hata patak is just like a patak. Ahmad. Next word. Ah gag. Good. You know who Agag, Agag is actually a name of a person. Have you heard of Agag? Who is Agag? It's a name. The Torah talks about the person, a king. The name of Agag. He was the king. I'm sorry? It's a, it's a name currently used? No, it's the name of the king. Of the king, okay. Huh? I don't know. Agag is in the story of, of Samuel. You have to go back to you. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next word. Ha dam. Ha dam. Line two. Ah, ado, ado, very good. It's a final noon. Adon, adon. Does that sound familiar? Are you familiar with the prayer that begins with the word adon? Adon, one of the more famous prayers that we say in the morning. Adon, very good. Next word. Ah, hate. Ah, hate. Very good. Next word. Ha. Chamor. Chamor. Mor. Right? That's a cholam. Chamor. Chamor means a donkey. Okay. Next word. Halom. Marty, you're on the ball over here. Halom. Very good. Line three. Ah. Alay, very good. Alay, Tsayray. We've got the Tsayray again. Alay. Next word is five, uh, four syllables. Le, re, a, it's a, le, re, a, ha, very good. Le, re, a, ha, le, re, a, ha. Lereyacha means to your friend. Lereyacha. Okay. Next word. Yaakov. Yaakov. Have you heard of Yaakov before? Jacob, right? Yaakov. That's his name. That's how you spell it. So it's a chataf patach under the ayin. Yaakov. Ooh, we come to a long one. Cool. Take a deep breath. 
<sighs> we can get through this together. Let's say this one letter at a time. E, shir, ta, cha, What letter is this? V. Good, it's a segol vav. V. Again. E, shir, ta, cha, v. Very good. It's a long word. It means to bow, to prostrate. Okay, next word. We have this already. It's a review. Adon. Good. Adon. Adon. And the final word is? Asher. We know the word Asher from our blessings. Asher. Right? Asher. I want to do line four again. Let's see this. Let's do this together. E she ta cha ve a adon a share. Let's say that one more time from the beginning. E she. Again, e she good. Ah, don't ah. It's not about memorizing it. It's about reading it inside. You know, I my father is a school teacher, a second grade teacher, and he has lots of. Uh, opinions, a lot of uh, you know, ways of, of how he educates children. He, he, he teaches children, young children, how to read Hebrew, how to pray, you know, how to dive it, how to pray. And I remember hearing a conversation he had with another educator of what is a better method of how to teach children to pray, you know, the morning services, right? It's a long prayer. You want to get the children, you know, uh, involved. You want to get them fluent with the prayers. And you also want them to make sure that they're pronouncing it correctly. So one, the other educator was saying, he throws in a lot of song, a lot of song in his prayers. So I don't know, right? So the kids know it, the song, they know the song like this, even later on in, year, in life, they still remember it, which is a very valid point. I remember my father was pointing out that one of the challenges with song with young children is that they memorize the words and they don't know how to read it. So many children, they, they only know the prayers for what they learned as children from the song but if they open a prayer book they don't know how to read because they're so used to just memorizing all the words they never actually was forced to read them inside and therefore sometimes they mispronounce some words because they remember the song but they don't remember exactly the words and you know maybe over the years they kind of forgot some of the proper pronunciation and the point is that sometimes we know some so many things by heart we just know this prayer we know the song but we have to also not just like say it in our mind because we know it already, but actually read it from inside so we know how to how it's spelled, we know how properly, and obviously it helps us practice and learn how to read inside. So that is sixty four B to go now to sixty. Here it is sixty five. 65B, which is the, the 
the other half of the Chath of Segal, and I'm going to read the second, the, the, the last two lines. So we're not going to read the whole page, the whole card, 65B. We're going to start from line four, and we're going to do line four, line five. Okay? We're Five B, line four. Eh. Eh. Meh. Is a tough at the end, right? So if we have here this the chapel right in the beginning, right in the middle, a lot of dots in this word, but three cycles, each under a letter. Beemet. Next word. Be. He. Eh. Me. Da. Again. E, 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 mi, da. Again. E, he, e, mi, da. One more time. Ve, he, e, mi, da. Next word. Ve, he, e, Beer. Beer. Very good. Yeah, the race at the end. Beer. Again. Beer. Let's go to the beginning of the line. Let's say that word. Beer. Beer. And ve vir. Very good. Final line. E li lim lim. The final mem again. E li lim. Next word is e e ma. Again, let's say that again. The final word is yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's the vowel? What's the vowel? Sure is ooh, ooh. Yeah, very good. Column and the sure both have the um, but the sure has stomach. Ooh, yeah, okay. We have fully finished the vowels and the other vowels. We are ready for exceptions. We're ready for exceptions. Every rule, there's always an exception to the rule. There is a rule that everyone has to have an exception for the rule, and that rule has an exception. Except, <laughs> that is an exception to the rule. 
Now, various exceptions are to focus on the major exception and two other exceptions, but which are minor exceptions. But the one major exception is card 66A. Okay, are we ready for this? It is called the patach chet at the end of the word exception. That's the name of the exception. Patachet at the end of the word exception. Now, you, you, you got to thank God for creating Hebrew and not English. So God created English as well. I'm sorry. But the English is like only exceptions, and there's some rules. And Hebrew, there's rules, and there's only one or two exceptions. So it's pretty simple. Generally, Hebrew is pretty straightforward. The way it's spelled is the way it's pronounced. There's only a handful, very, very few exceptions. The, the biggest exception, I would say, is card 66, the final, the patach chet at the end of the word. And for whatever reason, when there's a patach chet at the end of the word, we do not pronounce it as we regularly pronounce. What's the patach chet sound? Cha, right? That's, that's patach chet, cha. However, when the patach is at the end of a word, we pronounce it ach, ach, as if there's an aleph. Put an imaginary aleph with a vowel and then the chet. Ach. Instead of cha. Exactly. So this word on the screen that we're looking at. No, no. We have a shuruk. Shuruk lamet is lu. Luach. It's not lucha. It's luach. Luach. Okay. Next word. Ruach, not rucha. Ruach. She. Shiloh. Shiloh. I want you to look at the back of 66. 66B. Look at the second line, third word. What's that word? No, what's the vowel? Noah. Have you heard of Noah? Noah? Noah, right? In Hebrew, it's Noah. In last week's Parsha, the weekly portion that we read was the Parsha of Noah. Noah, the story of Noah and the flood, right? In the Spanish, it's no. You, you say the ch? Noah. Okay. Noah, Noah. In Hebrew, it's Noah. Is there a ch sound in Spanish? No. Um, Noah. That's the way you spell it in Hebrew. Pronounce it in Hebrew. It's it's spelled as you see on the card with a nun and a chet. There's no aleph or ayin. There's no no a. It's the if the, the chet has a has a vowel, a patach vowel, because it's a final word, the final letter of the word. So we say ach and not cha. So no ach. Yes. Is there any sort of equivalent in English or that you can think of if we were to say ha instead of ah? Like in a word. Well, there are many times that there's a chet 
in the middle of a word, but whenever it's at the end of the word, we never say ha. Am I answering your question? Meaning, whenever there's a chet at the end of the word with a vowel, with a patach vowel, it's always going to be ach. You're saying, is there any time that it is pronounced ha with like otherwise? Like, is there any? What, what would it, what would it, what would it How would it have to? Like, what would the equivalent be? Like, well, it, well, it, the word would have a different, a different either a different meaning or a wrong pronunciation. If we, if there was a word that ended with a ha, it would be spelled differently. So, for example, if I have just look at the screen, if I take the word luach, the way it's spelled. And I add a hey, a final hey, silent hey. This word now is pronounced lucha, because the chet is not the final letter. Yeah, exactly. This just like that with the hey, be lucha or rucha. And by the way, rucha is an, is a is a real word. Ruach means spirit. If you add a hey, it means her spirit, and that's the way it's that's the way it's, it's spelled, rucha. This will actually be a comma, but it's it's the same idea, right? Rucha, meaning we do pronounce cha if it's not the last. It, it just spelled differently, right? But if it's spelled with the chet at the end of the word, the last word, the last letter of the word is a chet, and it has a patach. We do not pronounce it cha. We pronounce it ach. So let's look at 66B and let's uh, review some words that have a final patach chet. Top line 66B. Lu ach. Ru ach. She lo. Hold on. So again, she lo. Ah, line two. She, Lee, Ah, very good. She, Lee, Ah, Ko, Ah, very good. Ko, Ah, No, Ah, here's a long word. Ta, Se, Lee, Ah, say that again. Ta, se, li, ah. Very good. Next line. Po, te, ah. Again. Po, te, ah. Next word. Ve, sa. Very good. <laughs> sa. Good. Ve, sa. May ach again. Ve sa may ach. Next word is a famous word in Hebrew. Ma she Mashiach Messiah Mashiach. Ba two good. Batuach. Batuach means confident. 
trusting. Batuach. Next word. Ma. She. Good. Ma shegiach. Ma shegiach. What? Ma shegiach. But similar. Ma shegiach means someone who uh, observes or someone uh, watches, someone uh, oversees something. You have a mashgiach in the kosher interest industry, where a mashgiach in a restaurant or a mashgiach in a food plant, where they go in and they kind of watch and make sure everything is kosher. Mashgiach is a common word in that industry. Next word. Me. The. Bay. Ach. Very good. Mizebeach. 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 Next word. Ma. Te. Matebeach. Very good. Matebeach. Next word. Final line. Ha. Me. Sha le ach. Good. Hamishale ach. Hamishale ach. Hamishale ach. Hamishale ach. That's five syllables. Okay. Last word is a word that you find in Psalms, in Tehillim, in Psalms many, many times. Many openings of the Chapters in Psalms begin with this word. Let's read it together. La, me, na, say, ach. 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 Okay. Any questions on this exception? No questions. Okay. We are going to go to the next exception, which honestly is something we kind of mentioned in the past, and I think it's pretty straightforward, but we'll mention it again either way. And that is when we find a yud, which we found many times even just reading these cards, that a yud has no vowel. What do we do with a yud? without a vowel. So generally, it's silent. So for example, you have in this word over here, as you see on the, on the screen, how do we pronounce this word? Le, fa, ne, good. Le, fa, the F, faith. Le, fa, ne, cha. The yud has no vowel, and the yud is silent. We ignore it. Lefanecha. So whenever there's a yud in the middle of a word, and there's no vowel under the yud, we ignore the yud. It's a silent yud. Okay? Now, sometimes we'll see a yud that is at the end of a word. Okay? So for all practical purposes, we could also keep it as a silent yud. Truth is, 
it does serve as a helper to the letters. So, for example, this word over here would be ah, ani, ani. If we had no yud, it would be ani. With the yud, ani. It really sounds the same. But truthfully, the yud kind of facilitates the, the it emphasizes the e sound. So it's ani, a little yud at the end. So you can either try to pronounce it or kind of keep it silent because it's a very, very subtle difference between this. So for all practical purposes, a yud is pretty much silent when there is no vowel beneath the yud. So that is exception that we uh, have on card 67. Again, pretty, pretty straightforward. We've mentioned this in the past. And the final exception, also something interesting, you might have thought of on your own, you might have not, but an interesting exception for, for 69 is the dot shearing. Okay, dot shearing. So an example of dot shearing is when you have two dots that the printer is very, very cheap on their ink and we can't afford an extra dot if it's not needed. And so they say, look, look at the word Moshe, for example, okay? Moshe has a cholam mem, mo. So there's a mem with a dot. Next letter is a shin with a segol, she, mo, she, silent hey, Moshe. Shin has a dot, mem has a dot. Mem has a cholam dot on this top left corner. Shin has a dot on the top right corner. Why have two dots right near each other? Let's just do an act of unity and we'll share the dot. So we'll have Moshe looking like this. So if you find a word that says, hey, there's no vowel on the men. What vowel is the mem? Wait, this dot must be a uh, double agent over here, right? Simultaneously, it is a dot for the shin, making it a shin, not a sin. And at the same time, it's a cholam for the mem. Do you find this? Every once in a while, you'll come across a dot shearing episode. So that will be an example of a dot shearing um, example. Okay, so that is the next exception. And that is our final exception. So we are ready to start real serious reading right now because we have done all the vowels and all the exceptions. I can't find my card number 67 and 68. Or is it 70? I can't even... There should be two cards. Okay, so what's what's that? What's that? What is it? Sixty-eight. Well, it's not the whole. <laughs> the whole is even longer than that. And then there's also. Yeah. 
Whatever you said, they're not going. Whatever you said, they're not going to the recording. It's okay. Um, I'm looking for sixty-eight, and I'm looking for yeah, this it is. Okay. What, so what's sixty-seven? And sixty-nine is the okay. So I'm looking for sixty-eight exactly. Okay, sixty-eight A and sixty-eight B. Okay, these are the two probably most fundamental, most important prayers in Jewish liturgy in Judaism. We'll start with sixty-eight A. This is the Moda Ani prayer. It's the shorter of the two, Sophia. Don't worry. It's the shorter of the two. <laughs> okay, and this is something that we also have in the prayer book. Last week we actually looked into the prayer book to to, uh, to read it from inside on page five in the blue book that we have over here. But we have it printed on sixty-eight A. It's something that we say the moment we wake up in the morning. The Moda Ani prayer. A Jew wakes up in the morning. The first thing that they utter before anything else, before they look at their phone, before they pick up their baby, before they get dressed before they shout out their spouse, before they do anything, first thing they say is, thank you, God. So thank you, God, for returning my soul to me. So do you say this before you even get out of Before bed? I get out of bed. Before you get out of bed. It's obviously something that I've been saying as this is from a child, so I know it by heart. If you don't know it by heart, you have the card. No excuses. You take the card, you can keep it under our pillow, wake up in the morning, we have the card after a number of days, weeks, that we say this every morning, we will know it by heart. We, we could say even in our sleep, but we have to say only when we wake up. So if we're still sleeping, we don't say it. But we wake up in the morning, the first thing we say is modani, before we wash up, before we do anything, we thank God. And what a beautiful way to start our day. First of all, remembering God, the moment of our day. Secondly, the idea of gratitude, starting the day on the right foot, knowing it's not about me, it's not about my achievement, about what I can do and my quality that's really about thanking others, thanking my parents, thanking my siblings, thanking my, my co-workers, thanking my students, thanking my children, thanking those who have shaped me or continue to shape me, to influence me. Most importantly, as a Jew, obviously, we are thanking God for giving us life, for giving us our neshama, giving our soul, giving our vitality, and giving us everything that we have in life. So really, a beautiful way to start our day and our custom is actually we started this with young children as well the moment the child speaks starts to speak we already teach them to say, to say the modani when they wake up and in fact even before the child is able to speak parents would like say it like kind of sing it to their children even as infants as soon as they wake up in the morning we sing the modani together this is something coming engraved in their mind from a from from, from a very young age at the moment we wake up we say the Moda'ani. Let's say it together. We can read it inside. Top of page 60, card 68A. Mo-de-a-ni. Le-fa-ne-cha. Me-lech. Oh. Is the, oh, it's not at the end. It's not at the end. It's not at the end. What's how you pronounce this? Ha. Good. Good. 
Now, the yud over here is pronounced because at the end of the word, we, like I mentioned earlier, we kind of mention the y, the y of the yud a little bit. So this word is pronounced chai. Chai. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Chai. Anyone have a chai next to them? Chai. Chai means life. Chai. Is that chai? Or is that the mugging by the No, okay. Chai is a very Jewish symbol. You know why it's a Jewish symbol? Life. So don't life. You know why you know, some people in, in you know in Judaism we find, many times we do things in in increments of 18. Have you heard that before? 18. Why 18? Because chai is eight and ten. Chet is eight, yud is ten. Chai. Okay. So chai. You kind of mentioned that yud chai. Next word is ve ka. Vekayam. Very good. Here's a long word we had mentioned earlier. Let's do again. Again. Next word is B. Nishima. T. T. You got it right the first time. Nishima T. My nishama, my soul. Nishima T, my soul. B. La. Again, be he me la ra ba e mu good e mu na te ha again e mu na te ha. I want to say this prayer again. This is a prayer that we do. We want to make sure we do know this prayer. The English translation to this prayer is Mode Ani, I give thanks, Lefanacha to you, Melech Chai Vikayam, the living and eternal king, Shehechazartabi, which you have returned within me, Nishmati, my Nishama, my soul, Bechemla, with compassion, Rabba and Munatacha, your faithfulness is great. Beautiful prayer we say, everyone. Let's say it from the beginning. Rabba means a lot. Great. 68a, back to the beginning. Mo de a ni le fa ne cha me lech. Chai ve ka yam she he he zare 
tough. B. Nishima T. B. Me la ra ba e mu na te ha. How's that? Let's do this one more time. Let's do this one more time. Top of page, top of card sixty-eight. Mo de. Ani lefanecha me lech chai ve kayam she he he zareta b. Nishima ti be la ra ba e mu na te ha. B means within me, in me. No. Bireshit is actually not a chirik, it's a shiva. Bireshit. In be, as a prefix, it means in. So it's bireshit in the beginning. B means in me. A little bit of a difference, but it has a connection. Okay. Now we go to Sophia's famous card, 68B. <laughs> Whoa, such a long prayer. Five lessons ago, I would have been sweating buckets. How in the world am I going to read this prayer in Hebrew? <laughs> now, we maybe we're sweating, but we know we can do it. We know we can do it. The second prayer that we're going to do on 68B is the Shema Yisrael prayer, the Shema prayer, a very famous prayer, maybe the most famous prayer of Judaism or of all time. And this is almost like the Pledge of Allegiance that the Jewish people say every morning. Hero Israel, right? We believe that God is one. That God is our God. God is one. We spoke about it this morning in our partial class about Abraham introduced monotheistic approach to God. That there is one God, and this is the God who created heaven and earth. God obviously gives us hope, gives us purpose in our lives. So we say the Shema. It's actually a mitzvah. So one of the commandments in the Torah is to recite the Shema twice daily, every morning and every evening. We have a custom that in addition to our prayers, before we go to sleep, we say the Shema. We open the sitter, we open the, we have a card, we say the Shema, and that's kind of like our good night lullaby to ourselves. We say the Shema, we connect with God, and then we go under our covers. So we say Shema in the morning, and we say Shema at evening, and in the Shema itself, one of the things that's mentioned in the Hebrew is that we should say this prayer, we should study Torah and say this prayer when we, in the morning when we wake up, and in the evening when we go to sleep. So this mitzvah, this commandment to recite the Shema is actually mentioned in the Shema itself. Yes. So the mitzvah is to recite it? Verbally. 
Yes. So this is actually, so yes, in Hebrew, which is interesting because generally there are different uh, recitations that, recitations that, that, we, that we say in, in, in Judaism and sometimes they have to be in Hebrew, sometimes they could be in any language. So there's different opinions whether the Shema should be said in Hebrew or it could be also said in English or any other language. But generally we try to say it in Hebrew and pronounce it exactly properly in Hebrew. Um, Although if we don't know Hebrew, we say it in English, which is also okay. But if we do know Hebrew, it is better to say it in the actual original Hebrew um, as the mitzvah. So if we don't know Hebrew yet, if we're not able to read Hebrew, or we don't know how to pronounce it in Hebrew, we say it in English. If you do know Hebrew, better to say it in Hebrew. All other prayers we say, just say it in, in, in any language, right? You want to say other prayers in the language you understand, that's totally fine. Shema specifically, it's important if we're able to, to say it in the original Hebrew. Some of you may recognize some of the words in the Shema, but again, like you say, try to read it from inside. That's the most important. Okay, so let's say it together. 68B on the top of the page. Shema Yisrael. These two letters over here are God's name, but because we don't want to spell God's name, because if we do spell God's name, this becomes holy. And then what happens to it is we have to respect it. We can't throw it on the floor. We can't bring it into a non you know, a, a restroom or non-clean place. We can't just have it lying around. It's like a prayer book, right? We had to respect it properly. So because I guess we might, take this with us, we might leave it somewhere, we might throw it out, whatever it is. So therefore we don't always print um, God's name on it, but it is pronounced God's name, which we're going to say when we um, say the whole prayer together. So we say Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Chad means one. We say the next line, which is actually a line that's not in the original scripture. This is a uh, line that was added in later. This is like a prayer of the angels that we throw in, kind of like smuggle in to our Shema. So when we say this as, as our prayer, we actually say this line in a whisper. So the Shema we say out loud, but the Baruch Shem, the second line, we say in a whisper. Baruch Shem Kevod Malechuto. Again, Malechuto Le O Lam Va Ed. Line three. Ve a ha ve ta. Again. Ve a ha ve ta. We're beginning of line three. This is a new verse. This is so. Yeah, so at the end of a verse, we have those two dots. So this is because this is like an actual complete verses. From the scripture, so we have those dots to 
separate each verse from another. Line three. Ve aveta eight Adonai Elohecha. Be Chal Le Va Ve Cha U Ve Chal Na Fe She Cha U Ve Chal me o de ha. Let's say that word again. Me o de ha. Next verse. Ve ha. Ve ha you. Ve ha you. It's a sure word, right? Ha de va rim. You other place, right? Ve ha de va rim. Ha a ha a le. Good. Ah share. Ah no. He good anochi me sa ve good me sa vecha ha yom good al le va ve. Ha, good. You got it. Leva ve ha. Double dots is the end of a verse. There's commas as well. Yeah. Not every dot is is a vowel. You know, there's a <laughs> other punctuation as well. Ve. Let's continue. Ve she na ne tam. Very good. Vishinanitam. Vishinanitam. And you should teach. Vishinanitam. Le va ne. Levanecha. Good. The Yud is silent, right? Levanecha. Mm -hmm. Chaf. Oh. Kamatz. It's kam. Kamacha. Cha. Like a kamatcha. Cha. It's very common in Hebrew to have a final chaf with a, with a, with a vowel, with a uh, kamatz. Levanecha. Last line on the fifth line. 
the last word on the fifth line. V D Bar the Vidibara Ta Vidibarata Vidibarata Bum B she Ha Beshivetha Be Vey Te Ha Right, a sure Ve Le Te Ha I know there's a tongue twister. While you're walking, while you're traveling, while you're going, you should be always teaching and studying Torah, even while you're on the go. Well, here it's, it's because it's talking to like you. So, ha. It means you. So in Hebrew, it's like a suffix. So it's like, while you are sitting, in your house, while you are walking, while you are laying, while you wake up, right? It's always you talking to you, 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 you. While walking, while sitting. While, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, where are we up to? Next word. Va de re. Good. See, we don't have that. Huh. We have the, the, the shva, the silent shva. Va de rech. <clears throat> Lots of clearing our throat today. It's good. O ve sha che be ha. O ve sha be ha. I remember as a kid, I had such a hard time when you're saying these words. I mean, it was, it was difficult to me. But, uh, <laughs> next word. Again. Next word. O ke shar tam good o tam le le what's the letter o alif with a holdam is o le o Leot Al Ya De Ha Al means on, upon, on. Ya Decha means your arm, your hand. Ve Ha 
you, you, the you, le, to, ta, fot, le tota fot, le tota fot. I knew you'd ask that. The tota fot actually. Doesn't have a clear translation, but we'll get to that in a second. Is, let's finish the verse. The last next two words on the final line. Bain. A Bain. The next word. A ne. Again, I find a sound. A necha. A necha. So this is this this last verse that we just read. Ukshart tam leot. Al yadecha vehayu letotafot bein enecha. This is a verse referring to the mitzvah, the commandment to don tefillin. Men put on tefillin every day. This is this verse. It means ukeshartam, and you shall bind, you should tie leot as a sign. Al yadecha on your hand, your arm vehayu, and it should be letotafot. What does it mean? Between your eyes, it should be letotafot between your eyes, which this means you should bind it as uh, as a sign on your arm. We bind it on our arm, and we also put it on our heads between our eyes um, above. What does letotafot mean? So letotafot um, is explained that it means four compartments. That's not a really a Hebrew word. It's explained that's more like whatever. It's a word that for whatever reason means four compartments, and that is why. Look if you've ever looked at a if you've got a close look at the tefillin, right? Have you, have you seen tefillin? I mean, you know what I'm referring to? Tefillin, I mean, we obviously, many of us know what tefillin is. We have over here, Rabbi Nemesis tefillin. So, every day, Jewish men. Why only men? Maybe we should come to the why the Jewish the, the Jewish why class. You can ask that question. What? Most definitely. So these are to fill in. Okay, we'll get to the question why only men. It's a great question. Um, you have a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> so these are to fill. In. Have you seen this before? So these are something maybe you saw in a movie, maybe you saw it online. You know, these are to fill in. They come two in a pair. The hand, two for the price of one. Two for the price of two, actually. They're pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, hand filling and head filling, okay? The hand filling is based, or both of the are basically leather boxes, okay? And there is leather straps. And we, we wrap these while we pray, not during not Shabbat and holidays. So if you come to Shabbat and holidays, you don't see us doing it. Only weekdays. So Sunday through Friday, we do this. We put them on our arm and we wrap them. I think you've, you're, you're, you're the boys did it, right? We wrap them over on our arm. We also place this on our heads, just like this, on top of our, between our eyes, on top of our, our mind, our brains. And this is uh, what we do, like it says in the verse, to wrap as a sign. On the hand, on our hands, and on our heads. Inside these boxes, so if you look close, it actually just kind of opens up, sewed together, but it opens up. And inside, there's a little like a little scroll, like a, a scroll, like a little tefillin scroll. 
And on, on this parchment written is the Shema and a few other portions, four different portions of the Torah are written on the scroll, wrapped up, rolled up, and put the, put in, in the tefillin. All right, so there's a leather box, and then there's the actual portion, the scroll that's written inside the tefillin. But the difference is that the, the hand tefillin is one box, one compartment. The head tefillin has four compartments, you see? So it's four leather compartments that are kind of glued together. And we put this on our head. This is all answering your question, what does letotafot mean? So letotafot means that it should be four compartments on the head between your eyes. That's why the head filling has four different compartments for the four different portions, different scrolls that are kind of tucked in to these compartments in the tefillin. Okay, I'm going to get to your question in a moment. Let's finish reading the Shema. So this is a, uh, a, a important mitzvah that's done, that's done every day, again, written in the Shema. So a lot of very basic, important, fundamental mitzvahs already are mentioned in the Shema, the idea of obviously knowing that there's one God, loving God. There is the idea of studying Torah. There is the idea of saying the Shema. That's all you know, education, teaching our children. This is all all written in this one portion of the Shema. That's the last verse where the third word on the final line, another very important mitzvah, the mitzvah of a mezuzah that we put on our front door, also mentioned in the Shema. The final verse, which means, and you should write, you should uh, transcribe, al Mezuzot. Mezu Wait, is it a mezuzah or is it a mezuzot? Good question. Let's continue. Beitecha uvishearecha. Again, uvishearecha. Recha, which means, and you shall write on the doorposts of your homes and your gates. So mezuzah means a doorpost. A singular doorpost is a mezuzah. Mezuzot is plural, doorposts. So we refer to the mezuzah as a, as a mezuzah because it's the mitzvah of the doorposts. So we call it a mezuzah, but truthfully in Hebrew, mezuzah means a doorpost. We place the mezuzah on the doorpost. So it got that name, mezuzah, but it means a doorpost, right? So if a door had no doorpost, you don't put a mezuzah, right? Okay. Um, so that is the Shema prayer. Now, the Moda'ani prayer is obviously an easier prayer. How was that, Sophia? How was, it was rough. It was rough. But we got through it. We got through it. Okay, look, we got, we got, we got lots of homework. Obviously, obviously, five weeks, we spent a lot of time. We got a lot of the tools that we need just to read Hebrew. It'd be a shame to waste it, to spend the next few weeks every day. I would say every single day, five minutes, 10 minutes, not a lot of time, but a few minutes just to keep it fresh. Keep it fresh to review especially the last few cards. The last few cards include all the previous vowels and letters as well. 
the last few cars from 60, from 50, to review those letters every day for a few minutes. I said, always use the app. It's great to test yourself so you know if you're doing it correctly. In regards to prayer, obviously there are so many prayers that we could choose. These are the two prayers that I highly recommend as well to, to read every day, every single day. The Moda'ani on 68A and the Shema 68B. If you feel we can't, go, can't get through the whole Shema too much, start with the first verse. Do one verse. You feel one verse, the Shema Yisrael, you feel like you got that down pat, go to the next verse. Slowly, you could grow until you have the entire Shema on the tip of your tongue. I think I said this at the opening class, where there was someone, the first time I gave a Hebrew reading class here, like nine years ago, someone came, zero, zero background in Hebrew. Maybe when he was a kid, he learned some Hebrew, but he had, he, he forgotten everything. He didn't know any alphabet, no vowels. He started, he came to the class, he studied, he reviewed, and he would do every day, he would say the Shema. In the beginning, he was literally breaking his teeth, had a really hard time. He was sweating buckets when he was going to it. He had a hard time getting through it. Like a year later, I was once with him, and we were saying the Shema together. I'm like, wow, you're so fluent. How do you do this? What do you mean? I'm practicing every day. A year later, he had it like literally by heart. He knew the whole Shema. Take it every day, and you say it correctly, and you say it consistently, it will get to you. Now, not, not just in a good way, but uh, not just the Shema, other prayers as well. But these are the two prayers where I highly recommend. If you, if you do have the blue uh, prayer book that we, that we have over here, this is on page five. The Modani is on page five, and the Shema is in numerous places, but page 16 on the bottom has the, has the Shema as well. So these are things that we should be reading every day. Do they have a transliteration? They, they, they do have transliteration, but, that, but, that, but then you need to come to the class, right? Transliteration is where using the English alphabet by reading it in Hebrew. For that, you don't need to spend six weeks, five weeks on, the, on that. Okay, so that is these two prayers. You have the tools, you have what it takes, and let's review, review, review. I am going to make, make an offer, and for those who are listening in the, in the recording as well, because it was a little bit drawn out and we skipped a few weeks and scheduling didn't work out for everyone and not everyone was able to make it to all the classes, we obviously done the five-week lesson and, we, and we, covered, we covered all the grounds. If you feel that you need some more time, you feel like having another class will be beneficial for you to kind of review or to ask questions or try to just have a one-on-one, we're not going to do another class, but if you want to set up maybe a half hour or something, we could get together to just kind of go through it together. I'll be more than happy to sit with you um, whenever, well, obviously we'll find a good time that works for both of us. So give me a call or email me, say, hey, I, maybe we could spend 30 minutes together and we could just kind of do a, a quick review or maybe you could help me or guide me or answer some of my questions. I'm more than happy to do that. So let me know if you, if you would like that, if you see that you're re reviewing and you're getting stuck or you're, whatever, you just feel like you need an extra boost. I'm more than happy to do that for you. This is the end of the class. I'm going to uh, close the recording. And um, 